Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Mad Lit Musings. Today, I have a very special lady here with me. Her name is Tony Shiloh, and the reason... I'm kind of stumbling over words as I always fangirl just a little bit when I'm on Tony Shiloh because I love pretty much everything she's ever written. And I'm in the middle of reading your current release, Tony, which is remarkably amazing. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you write so people understand why I'm fangirling. <laughs> I don't know because you're such an amazing author yourself. So, but I do appreciate it. But you write different genres, and you write a genre I cannot write, so hence the fan group. Great. That's true. Definitely understand that. Um, so yes, I do write in a different genre. I write Christian contemporary romances. Uh, so I like to um, delve into the modern world, into faith, and then, of course, how that all ties in when you are looking for a romance. And I'm about myself. Oh, I'm a wife. A mom, rabbit Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> White's not going forward in the playoffs. Yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> no, this could be a problem because I'm a rabid Green Bay Packers fan and they always play against each other. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of them are, you know, going any further. So I guess we can just find solidarity in that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, fun. So you have spent um, several years doing indie publishing and then your current release came out from bethany house publishers correct yes okay and tell us a little bit about your most recent release sure um i released in search of a prince um well i didn't release it Uh, bethany house released it february 1st it's a princess story um a black um princess story where a new york eighth grade civics teacher finds out that she's actually a princess um, to a kingdom in a um, West African island. I love everything about it, um, mostly because, hello, princess. Right. Um, And it all starts with the cover. The core cover is gorgeous. And I tried my very best to have the insides match as well. Oh, well, and, and from what I'm reading, they definitely live up to the cover. For sure, for sure. The cover is absolutely gorgeous. Do we know anything about the book cover's model? I've just been curious because she's stunning. I don't, she really is. Um, If you actually look on my Pinterest board for this book, um, I had inspiration photos, like they did such a great job um, matching someone that, you know, lived in my head and then I found Pinterest pictures for her. That's so cool. Yeah, I'll have to check out your Pinterest board and her dresses. Okay, it, it's everything princess. It really is. Yeah. And I, love the, I love the plaque that takes place off the coast of Africa. We don't have enough books like that at all. So I'm super excited about that element. Um, what is the crux of the story? So she finds out she's a princess. Yeah, so she finds out she's a princess. And the reason why she finds out is because her grandfather, the king, is dying. Okay. And he needs an heir to the throne, needs someone to step into his shoes. So she has to make the decision, will she do it or will she abdicate and let someone else fill that role? Okay. So that's the eternal struggle of, do I want or do I not want? Yes. And of course, I don't, 
it's a little spoiler, but if you read the back cover um, blurb about it, you probably already knew this, but she ends up deciding she will. Mm-hmm. But the Royal Council throws her a curveball as to um, her qualifications and she needs to be married in order to be qualified to become queen. Uh-huh. And, you know, that always seems to be the thing, you know, where you got to find that handsome hero in this, in this, in this case, it's a prince, but Hey, it makes for such a great story. Right. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, just because I probably, because I threw multiple elements in it, I just uh-huh. didn't do the marriage of convenience. You know, you have the secretly a Royal, uh, element, Someone in a review put like, there's like a bachelorette element in there, which I really thought was fun. Um, <laughs> just adding little things here and there, yeah. um, I think helped overall. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Now, there is an element in this book that is about trust, obviously, because some of her life, really, they haven't been honest with her since birth. Right. She doesn't realize she's a princess. And then now she's got to hook up with some dude she doesn't really know very well and pledge her life and allegiance to this country she doesn't necessarily um, know very well either so what what parts about the concept of trust did you really play with in the story and and were important to you as an author oh I like that question um it's more I mean there's multiple ways I looked at it I looked at broken trust um how do you recover from that can you recover from that um, there is the trust of, you know, finding her prince. She's got to trust that this person's going to be the right mate, you know, for all eternity because she's a, a believer and she's not going to divorce. So how does she know that she's picked the right person? She's got to trust herself, trust the other person. And then there's the whole trust in God throughout the entire process from the moment she learns that she's a princess all the way up to the book close. Um, she knows she can trust God, but you know, we still wrestle mm. um, when life throws a curveball. like, how do we get through this? And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you trust in God. Well, okay. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, how do you walk that out? So I, it's one of the things I really delved into um, for Brielle. And the story of trust, the concept of stress, like how do you deal with, with these things? That's something that you've experienced in your life too, because you haven't made it a huge secret, but you don't talk about it a whole lot either. But you, you have some physical health struggles with chronic pain that you have to work through. How does that equate into the trust factor? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, for myself, um, part of it is knowing that I can trust God to be who I need him to be when times are real low. Mm. Um, and some of that is like, he's a confidant. So <laughs> I want to rant and rave um, and do the, the stinks, life's not fair kind of moments. I know that he can handle my emotions um, he'll listen to my emotions. And the beautiful thing about um, knowing that God listens is just beyond the fact that he, he, I know he listens. I've seen it in other ways. Um, one time I was having a really bad day. 
Um, and I made myself go to Bible study, even though I was having a really bad day. Um, and on the way to Bible study, I'm literally like crying and sobbing and um, just pouring my heart out to him. And I managed to pull myself together by the time I uh, arrived at the parking lot, which is a good thing I live far away <laughs> from the <laughs> church. Um, but it was so crazy because after worship, before we dove into the topic, um, our Bible study leader said that while we were worshiping, she got the very real sense that they needed to pray for me. Oh. And it made me feel so seen, um, made me feel so heard. Like I knew he heard me in the car, but that was just like a step beyond um, what I had even um, expected, I guess. Um, so little things like that um, just keep reminding me that I'm placing my trust in her, in, in him and that he rewards me, um, he sees me. I love that too, because sometimes I think we feel like the best resolution to trust is for God to resolve the issue in a very specific way and you often a big way, um, you know, and, and I lost my mom about nine months ago and, you know, I want to pray her back, but I know that's not going to happen. And there's that element of trust and, you know, you want to ask the questions why, but then similarly to you, she always loved, um, really random, but she always loved bald eagles and she loved the verse, they'll rise up on wings like eagles. I will right. not be weary. I will walk and not faint. And the one day I was like, Lord, I just need a text message. I just need something, but I trust that you're doing what you're doing and I'm just going to leave it in your hands. And it was little, but I looked up and there was literally an eagle soaring right over my car. And we don't see them very often here in Wisconsin. There's certain spots you can, but not just driving down the highway. Right. And it was literally traveling right with my car. And so it's kind of like your moment in Bible study when God doesn't resolve the issue, but he reminds us of his presence. Exactly. As a, I don't just want to say reward, but as a reassurance. Yes. Yes. That's much better R word than the one I used. I didn't hear what, which word is your word? I said reward. Oh, did you? No. Oh, hey, I'll take a reward. <laughs> reassurance. It's the perfect because you know, we've placed our, our trust and our faith in something we can't see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, society would say that's a little bit not right in the head. Um, and then he gives these God nudges, God winks, God hugs, whatever you want to call them, reassurances yeah. that, well, you are doing right. I see you. I'm watching over you. I'm taking care of you. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think this is a hard question? Okay. Why do you think God puts difficulties, I shouldn't say puts, allows for difficulties in our lives, like chronic pain that you know is just not going to go away? I'm sure you relate to the Apostle Paul when he talks about the thorn in the flesh that just won't go away. Why do you think God allows that? You know, I think it's different for every person. Um, and it's funny, um, my oldest has asked me that mm. multiple times. Um, not only because I have health issues, but my youngest son, he um, has sickle cell. Um, so he's seen, you know, us in pain and us struggle. And the last time he asked me, um, I was thinking of the verse in Corinthians where it says, my grace is sufficient. Um, you know, where Paul talked about the thorn. Um, and I asked my son, okay, you have one wish. 
one wish only was like, do you wish to be healed? Or do you wish that God would forgive you of your sins? And he was like, well, obviously I'm going to wish for forgiveness of my sins. And I was like, like, he forgave you. That's enough. It's enough to see you through. Um, It doesn't always, it doesn't, that's not my answer all the time. Um, Sometimes I think it is, like Paul said, it's to humble us, um, to make sure we're relying on him. Um, And sometimes I feel like the answer changes depending on the season you're in. Um, It just, it's not one of those static answers. I think it really depends on the person, the walk they're going through. Um, But I do believe that there's a good purpose that come come from it. Yeah, I agree. And I love that you, you say that's enough. You know, he's given us forgiveness and that's enough. And I think sometimes we don't really sit and meditate on the magnitude of what we've been given and how we really have been promised resolution. We just want it now. <laughs> I know, because aren't we impatient? <laughs> oh, impatient. I want resolution now. Don't talk to me about eternity. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's too far away. Yeah. <laughs> so when you wrote In Search of a Prince, what are, um, was there like one specific major trust issue that Brielle really struggled with? Was it the broken trust or was it the learning to trust basically strangers with her future? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. I want to say it's, oh man, can it make me think? I'm torn. Um, part of me wants to say it was the broken trust because her mom was like her best friend. It was just the, her and her mom against the world kind of thing. Um, and to discover that her mom lied her for yeah. her whole life and knew about it and knew that her grandfather wanted to be a part of her life. I think that really rocked her more than the council saying, hey, pick a husband and yeah. having it. Yeah, true, because that's a real foundational trust. Yes. And when that foundation is shook, it'll shake everything else. Exactly. There. So does she um, go through a journey then to find resolution to trust? She definitely does. Um, Like I said earlier, there's multiple issues she um, deals with. And I think pretty much all of them get resolved by the end. All right. So really, we have a little bit of the best of all worlds of fiction, because we've got a princess story, we've got a to die for handsome hero, and we've got also a story with application that we can apply to our lives as we learn through the imagery of broken trust and learning to trust again. And it's written by somebody who's had that personal journey in her own life. So I think that's awesome. Do you have a special verse or something that that carries you the most during those times of fear or anxiety or discouragement? Oh, that one changes too. Um, My go-to answer used to be Philippians 4, 6 or 7, about do not be anxious. Um, I still really love that one. 
I think right now it's be still and know that I am God. Mm. Yeah. I think I've got that personality where I'm like, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> Have to be doing something, working towards something, whatever the case may be. Um, and I've had like a rough uh, month or two of health issues where I literally cannot do. Um, and I think it's just one of those times where God's like, hey, maybe you should be still. Mm. So what does it mean to be still? Does it mean to just sit down in a chair or <laughs> what is it to you? So to me, it means so many things. Okay. It's a fluid word. Um, so it means literally to be still. It means uh, calmness of mind mm -hmm. as well. It means the act of meditating mm -hmm. on who God is. Um, because, you know, he's so multifaceted. You can literally probably sit in your chair for five minutes, not even touch yeah. the whole of who he is. Um, sometimes I think it's being still also includes praying, mm -hmm. uh, talking to him, uh, being quiet and listening for anything that he might want to say to me. Um, it's so many things. And sometimes I also think it means I literally need to be still and ask for someone, someone else for help, mm. which can be uncomfortable. So most of us, we want to help everyone else, but right. we don't want to ask for help for ourselves. Right. Right. That's, that's deep. I hadn't, I hadn't taken me still that deep, but thanks, Tony. <laughs> I got to think on that one now. <laughs> Your fault. You asked the question. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll strike that one from future interviews. <laughs> oh, fun. Well, Tony, I love, um, I love your stories, but I also love the passion with which your faith comes through the stories. I think, um, anybody who follows you on, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or reads your books can see how precious your faith is to you. And I think that does come from a life where you've learned to lean on the Lord through the, through the tough times. So thank you for that and for being vulnerable. I know it's not easy. I really appreciate it. Thank you. But um, it's an encouragement to people and um, we will pray that the Lord will continue to honor and bless you in your endeavors as you reach um, all kinds of readers with your stories. So how do readers find out about you and your books and this beautiful cover? Uh, it's pretty simple. You can go to tonyshiloh.com and on my website, you can sign up for a newsletter. You can find out about my books and you can follow me on social media. The links are all on that site. All on that site. And Tony is spelled T-O-N-I, correct? Yes not a Y. It's an I. It's prettier. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, Tony, thank you so much for coming on Mad Lit Musings. Um, I appreciate it. And um, I look forward to maybe doing a redo of this with your next book when it comes out. That'd be awesome. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for coming. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com.